0: Ah, gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way right down top! back, this contender. Here's the problem I'm seeing. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of our New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Ranks, and today, we got some good stuff to talk about. Not gonna lie. I am not trying to hype this up. We just got some good stuff to talk about. As I'm excited for this one, if you guys have not listened to yesterday's podcast episode, yesterday was Monday. Obviously, congrats. We got the, we got the Tuesday. But yesterday was a long one. It was an hour and 33 minutes of us just having this massive breakdown of predicting each each team's 23-24 record. If you guys have not listened to that podcast, MCO, yet, I would highly recommend, again, the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. If I did not say SoundCloud, um, there you go. SoundCloud. And of course you can put it or also listen to it on The X, formerly known as Twitter. Go listen to it. It's the greatest 93 minutes that you'll ever listen to, that you'll ever listen. It's great. These are very early, but also very much needed. I go in full detail, I explain to y'all why I'm doing what I'm doing, why it's this way, how it's gonna be that way and yes the Trailblazers are only gonna win eleven games. Today we're gonna to be going over the way too early to tell award winners and giving you my predictions. Remember guys the podcast is every Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Comes out 8 a.m. I try to make it 8 a.m but we'll be coming out those days. You can find me on X. Formerly known as Twitter, Heat. Again, that's on the X, Heat, And of course, CourtsideHeat.com. If you want to Google Heat, go ahead. But at that point, I would just type in the website name. Or you could just search me on Google. Leave me a review if you're one of those people. Nothing against y'all, but if you want to leave me a review, go ahead. If not, just go to the site and let's just get rocking and rolling. I am very excited for this upcoming season. I don't know how many times I have to say it. It's really no shocker at this point because we're about two months away. We got September, then we got October. September, we just caring about 2K24. In October, we just caring about real deal, real life basketball with our teams trying to fight For a postseason spot or a spot in the NBA Finals. Or if you're the fan of the uh, Rockets or any of those teams, you're just hoping for 20, 30 wins, right? But I really want to address this because I've seen a lot of controversy around some of these awards. like The award winners... It's really interesting, especially when it comes to like coach of the year, rookie of the year. Like there's some awards where it's like, could this player be it? Could it not? There's a real possibility of some of these names coming out. And of course, how we're gonna do it is we're gonna I'm gonna give you who I think's gonna win, and then the closest odds to that player. And it could be swapped, and it could be so close where it could be either or. And we're going to see that. Real quick, uh, before we jump into today's podcast episode, I want to run over... This is going to be some spoilers, but I need you guys to understand my thought process. So, last episode we had the Division by Division breakdown. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. I'm only going to be running through... The records of each team, not going to break it down, but I'm just going to run it through real quick. Y'all can catch the NBA Finals talk that I had yesterday on yesterday's podcast episode towards the end. Just go at the hour mark and you can enjoy all of that good stuff. Starting in the Atlantic Division, just going to jump right into today's podcast episode. Don't care, jumping straight in. Starting in the Atlantic Division, Celtics, they're going to go 56-26. New York Knicks. 48-34, 48 34 Brooklyn Nets 43 39 Philadelphia 76ers 41 and 41 in the Central Division we have the Milwaukee Bucks at 50 and 32 same with the Cleveland Cavaliers at 50 and 32 then we have the Indiana Pacers at 43 and 39 then we have the Chicago Bulls at 35 and 47 and lastly the Detroit Pistons at 28-54. and 54. In the Southeast Division, the uh, Miami Heat are going to be at 39-33. Atlanta Hawks, 33-39. Orlando Magic, 42-40. Charlotte Hornets, 31-51. And then lastly, the Washington Wizards, 20-62. In the Northwest Division, we have the... Denver Nuggets 56-26, Minnesota Timberwolves 45-37, Oklahoma City Thunder 47-35, Utah Jazz 39-43, then the Trailblazers Blazers at 11-71, Pacific Division, Suns 54-28, Kings, Lakers, and uh, Clippers all at 48-34, then the Warriors at 51-31. And for our last division, the Southwest Division, the Grizzlies will be winning that at 39-33. Then second place, the Dallas Mavericks 48-34. Then the Rockets 32-50. Then the Pelicans 41-41. And the Spurs 28-54. For some of the... Records, we're going to be going to hypotheticals just because we're two months out, and this is just going to be more hypothetical, way too early to tell type of stuff. So for that, that's really going to be concerning the Portland Trail Blazers, the Miami Heat teams along those lines, the Philadelphia 76ers. I think there's other teams in there. The Indian Pacers could be thrown there. So there's some teams. There's definitely some teams. So again, go watch that. So, we have a general idea of where I'm trying to be at right now, where my mindset's trying to be at. So, nothing confusing, nothing confusing. This is all simplistic stuff, in my opinion. I don't think any of this is too confusing as things go. So, what award should we open up first? What award? I think we should start with Rookie of the Year. Such a big reward, a big award. I think we have to start there. We gotta start somewhere. I think we start here. So this is becoming a divided award. And people like how so? We all know it's gonna be Victor Wemby. Wemby, he's gonna be the guy. He's gonna be the guy. Karen Greg Popovich for years to come. He's gonna be the franchise leader. Like it's gonna be all. Of, it's all gonna be all said and done. What do you mean? i not gonna win Rookie of the Year. I'm not looking at guys like Cam Whitmore, Keontae George, um, Brandon Miller, the Thompson Twins. I'm not looking at any of those guys. Not looking at any of the first round guys except for one first round guy. And now it's with the third overall pick, actually going to the Portland Trailblazers, Scoot Henderson. So, rookie of the year. Should be going to Victor Wemiyama Given all of his hype. But. But I do want to make one good comparison real quick. In draft classes before I really dive deep on this. Zion Williamson was very hyped up. And he didn't win rookie of the year. Guess who did? John Moran. And he was the second best player Arguably the second best player in that draft class. So when Zion didn't win Morant. And guess who won it? It was John Morant. Uh, I'm making sure right now. But uh, it should have been. Hold on. Where? Oh man. I have to make sure I got that correct. But. You know I'm, I'm being an idiot right now. Like. You know what? I don't think it was meant to be. Yeah, John Moran. Sorry, he wasn't pulling up. So, should Victor Wameyama run away with this? Look, a lot of people are hyping him up. There's going to be a lot of voters hyping him up and saying, we got to sell people on the hype. He did good. But, but there's there's a disadvantage he has. If Damian Miller leaves the Portland Blazers, then Scoot Harrison can step into a bigger role. If he steps to a bigger role, then he go head to head with my man. Wouldn't that be interesting? And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm also not going to fool you guys when I'm saying. That this is just going to be a runaway. Because there are people that are taking Scoot Henderson over Victor Weminyama. And here's the thing. In the Summer League. In the NBA 2K24 Summer League. Henderson gave people moments. Gave people glimpses of what his future play is going to be. His... Previous play was very good, but his future play is going to be very, very good. And if Damian Lord is shipped off to Miami or wherever, but most likely Miami unless something in the 0.01% changes, Henderson will be given the keys to the car, keys to the castle, however you want to phrase it, however you want to put it. Bill, have the keys to your organization. And it'll be him. He'll be the franchise player. Not Shane Sharp. Not Jeremy Grant. Not Anthony Simons. Not any of those guys. None of those guys. And he'll make Portland relevant. Don't get me wrong. I like all those guys down in Portland. But Portland Oregon's not like, Oh, well, I'm going to pass this up because I really get to see my boy X play. They're not unless it's Damian Lord, it's different. But once Damien Lord leaves and he goes off to the beaches, okay, now you have some. And Henderson would be that prime guy to win it. I'm just saying. He could be box office type of stuff. And that I I know. I have him as close as odds to Wemby, but this is the either-or category. So you have automatically first, automatically second, but then you have that category where it's like, this is a toss-up. This is either-or. This is either-or. And that's alright to say that. On the flip side, if Victor Wembyama wins it, that wouldn't be surprising. Why? Because he's the man, the myth, the legend, we're all hyping him up to be, right? So, I'm trying not to be torn, but it just seems like a given that he'll take home the Rookie of the Year award. You can't be the most hyped up prospect since LeBron James himself. You can't be a player like Wemby that we've never really seen before with his build, with his skill. And not take home rookie of the year. Sure I cited the example of Zion Williamson being the most hyped up player in that draft class. Sure. In the 2020 draft class. But I never said that he was being compared to LeBron James or the greatest prospect since LeBron James. That's different territories. That's different pressures. That's going to have different perspectives and different outlooks on everything. And I'm not telling you guys anything new. You guys already know this. I'm just saying it out loud. to point the perspective of where we're at with the hype of Zion and with the hype of Wemby. They even gave Wemby an 84 overall in NBA 2K24. If you want to go down the video game route. Like he is hyped up in every aspect of NBA basketball. But it's going to be close because Sku Henderson can make the case. Because when it's all said and done and the votes are in, it's going to go Victor Wayamayama, then Sku Henderson, then whoever else. Maybe Brian Miller? Because that lineup. Lamelo Ball is still trying to recover from injury. He's been injured the past three seasons. Like, he's been trying to stay healthy. Goran Haywards, he's injured. There's signing issues, there's going to be availability issues, there's always different types of issues and concerns, and maybe some limitations, and just hesitancies, there's just all these different types of elements, right, little nuances to the game. So I really do think it's down to Victor Wamiyama and Skew Henderson, and they're neck and neck. Unless Victor Wemayama comes in here and starts smashing everyone, putting up 30, 10, and 5, I don't think it'll be like that. I think he can still get a respectable 25 and 3 per game, 3 being the blocks, 5 being the rebounds, and of course, 20 being the points. I think Scoot Henderson can easily average 15 to 17 a night with. With some great assists and great steals. I'm sorry, not steals, uh rebounds, right? But he's gonna be a guy that could give you seventeen five and five a game. In the G League, Skew Henderson, the G League, the six foot two guard averaged seventeen point six points. 5.1 rebounds and 6.6 assists per game. He played in 19 games, started at 18. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. That's a little interesting tidbit. And Scoot Henderson and Victor Miyama have gone head to head already. So put that in perspective. Put that into perspective. So this is not going to shy away. This is not going to turn down. The intensity levels and how much we talk about it is going to be persistent. And it's going to be just turned all the way up. It's going to be blown out of the waters. It's going to be talked about on a, like a nightly basis, a daily basis, a weekly basis. It does not matter the basis. It's always going to be talked about. It's always going to be there in the front of our minds, in the back of our minds, whatever. But people, when the draft was coming, when the draft lottery was happening, when the draft actually happened, people were like, oh, Wemby's going to run away with it. Now come to NBA 2K24, suddenly people are like, wait a minute, this Henderson guy, this 19 year old, he could be something. The Blazers, the Blazers have a solid foundational piece or the franchise piece. And now it's creeping everyone's minds like, hey, this is actually a reasonable, arguable debate. This can now be something of like this guy, these two guys go head to head, and it's not like David versus Goliath. It's not that at all. And for much as I love Wemby, I also love Screw Henderson. And for much as I love Wemby, uh, I believe in the hype and I believe who he is. That's all a hype. And Screw Henderson does have to live up to all those pressures, so his game could be a little more natural, a little less forced. And you can say, okay, I've had a bad, a few bad games, but that's not going to impact me as much as it's going to impact Victor Weminyama. If you really want to go that route and you want to try to get a little more technical and a little more hypothetical, what we want to talk about, what we want to say. So in short, that's where we're at with Rookie of the Year. So I think it's going to be won by Victor Wemiyama, but the closest odds to Wemby is Scoot Henderson. But again, we're in that category where it could be either or. And... As the season goes on, when the season starts and as it goes on, and we see them nationally, and we see um well, the Blazers only have one national game, and it's after the trade line against the Miami Heat, which is so funny, which is gonna be so great. Um, but when we get to see them play, well, I get to see them play against my Phoenix Suns, because you best believe I'm gonna be tuning in to see these rookies collide and just see his teams collide. It's gonna be interesting. I'm going to have all these updated. But these are my way to tell award winners predictions. But this is what I'm feeling right now. With that being said. I want to move on to the most valuable player award. The MVP. What everyone just dreams of having. Of what everyone wants to accomplish. Unless you're Nikhil Jokic. And all you care about is your horses and horse racing. Which is cool. Not disrespecting. I just find it very very funny. I really do. But respecting for having such a simplistic life, he just wants to chill with family, friends. Having have a nice life. Right? He right, he's just like, cool. I shoot basketball. I win. I go home. I watch horses. Simple as that. I think he's also like one of the one of the most chillest dudes to ever have like a ninety eight overall. And he's like, Okay, cool. Let's go back to horses. I even think when he went to the White House, after you win, you can meet the president, vice president, officer. He's like, yes, i am I, horses? He even did it for the championship parade. He, he almost skipped the championship parade. So this way, he can go back home, see his family, horse racing. It was really funny. Like, beyond hysterical. Anyways, anyways it's off topic I'm going to be talking about Nikhil Jokic here in a few minutes but off topic right now you know the BMVP, your team has to be impactful in the standings the BNVT, MVP, your team has to win so we've seen in MVP winners like Giannis Antetokounmpo Joel Embiid Nikhil Jokic LeBron James, Kevin Durant, those type of guys. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I want to be different. I want to. I want to see this happen. I believe your 2023-24 MVP winner is going to be Dallas Mavericks' very own from the Euro leagues. Face a grown man at age eight. Uh, 16, 18, whatever, Luka Doncic. I believe Luka Doncic is going to shake up the league, play those minimally, uh, minimum required games, go in, win games, compete to the hardest, compete to the fullest, and he's going to win himself MVP. And the problem is why he hasn't won MVP yet is due to team success. Even when adding Kyrie Irving, even when adding all these different players and shaking up the roster before during the season, it just collapsed. But if you can find some team success, if you can find some team success and given who Luka Doncic is, his name, the relevancy that he's brought to Dallas as a winner, as a competitor, and the fact that the man is averaging 32 A&A per game, the fact that he's coming off a career-high season and points and minutes played, I think there is a r- legit shot of him winning MVP. There is a real opportunity, real chance for him to win MVP. And the most amount of games he's played in a season was 72. The least amount of games he's played in a season is 61. He's been averaging around 65-66 games played. I honestly do believe this is his time. He's he's only um, 24. He's a former top three pick. The man is averaging 32, 8 and 8. My man could average a triple-double if he wanted to. He is in his prime. Well, he's been his prime since entering the league. He's probably been his prime since the age of 13, whatever. But this is Luka Doncic's time to shine. And the only reason why he has not been able to shine is due to the fact that there's been limited team success. Limited team success. The more a team succeeds, the better their superstar player has at winning the MVP. And of course, they have to be top-notch. They have to be MVP-worthy. They have to be in that caliber. They have to be in that mode. And Luka Doncic is exactly in that mode. He just is. And I don't think you can deny it. Look, I'm just going to say for what it is. He's probably, when Luka Doncic wins MVP, he's going to have the better MVP run than the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's different, though. Different players. But there's just a level of specialness and enjoyment and satisfaction for for all fans, not just Dallas Maverick fans. When Luka Doncic goes on his MVP run. But the only downfall for Luka is not himself, but the team around him. If they lose too many games, if they're another flopping team that just collapses midway through the season, you best believe they're not getting that championship. Or I'm sorry. He's not getting that MVP. You best believe you're going to be talked about negatively. And that's something that they don't want to have to encounter. That Luka doesn't want to have to encounter. And really since Luka's been pulling up NBA 2K numbers. People wanting him as MVP. People's always had that. They've been wanting that for the past four seasons. It really is true. He's just a very special player. You don't find too many guys coming into the league averaging 20 plus points. You only see too many guys career averages five seasons in being 27, 8, and 8. Do you know how spectacular that is? I can't tell you how special that is. There's a reason why the combo guard is. Is who he is. Very, very special. Very, very interesting. Now, you keep talking and fonding over Doncic, but the closest odds to Donchich is to kill Jokic. He's going to go for his third MVP. And I know we all joked about him having two MVPs, but then winning finals MVP. And I hit that, that just being his third MVP saying, fine, you don't want to give me a. F- the Ryder season MVP, fine. I'll just go win finals MVP. Cool. I got this. i win finals MVP. Which is very cool, very entertaining to see. But there is a great possibility of him winning the MVP. But will people have burnout over Nikhil Jokic? Because the Kill Jokic has already won two MVPs. He's been in a lot of MVP conversations, especially last season, between him and uh, Joel Embiid. But look. Even though he dropped off in points and rebounds. He was picking up an assist. He was doing all the different things. But. But. I think Luka Doncic will have the better season than kill Jokic. Because Jokic last season averaged half, 12, and 10. That's That's triple doubles. But. Luka Doncic will probably be averaging 30-some-odd points next season. He'll probably have 9 rebounds. He'll probably have 9 assists. Uh, he'll be close to triple-double, and it will be shaking up the league. It'll be ground-shaking. It'll be something different, going against the norm. It just won't be the c- continuous talk of the Kill Jokic getting our MVP, or Jordan B trying to go for back-to-back. Cause now when people are falling in love with Jokic being MVP, especially his puff performance, right? So they found that very disappointing. And then they had the Jokic and B comparisons of how far, how much further Jokic got than how far and B got. Him. That's a different conversation for a different day, for another time. But you guys know what I'm driving at here. You guys have to realize that there's gonna be a sense of hey, let's change it up. We got the taste of Nikhil Jokic, we got the taste of Giannis Antetokounmpo, but we got the taste of these different players. And maybe we'll throw James Tatum into the mix, but he's just not that guy. He's not to the level of Luka Doncic. He's just not there. I think it's time Luka Doncic is the fan favorite. He is. He's probably. The best villain of the NBA. Trey Young was up there. Especially in his rival against the Knicks. Trust me, Mastroirgaard hates him. But he's just not as big as a superstar. He's not as entertaining as a Remember that. Plus, he's on the Atlanta Hawks. Who has their own problems. And speaking of a team has, like, zero team success. <laughs> Sad after a while. Telling you guys. This is something y'all want to have to pay attention to. You do not want to miss this. Trust me. The closest player to Luka Doncic will be Nikhil Jokic, but Luka Doncic will win the championship. I ultimately guarantee that. I ultimately believe that. I just do. Again, I'm not saying that to say. Not saying that to say at all. At all. It's going to be very interesting. It'll be very interesting how everything gets played out. I'm excited. I think you guys should be excited too because now we get a fresh breath of air. Like, we just finally get something fresh. You remember when it was always the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Boston... I'm sorry. The Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. You know how many times we had to see LeBron versus Curry. And maybe we didn't appreciate it as much as we should have. But it got old after a while. And a lot of the memes were coming out. A lot of critics were coming out. Like, we just wanted something new. We wanted something fresh. Then we had Toronto Raptors. We had all these different teams. We had the... Bo- we had the Milwaukee Bucks. Right? So we're having different teams. It's just it's just a nice it's just a nice breakup. Sure, we still had the Golden State Warriors in the twenty nineteen NBA finals against the Toronto Raptors. But at least the Raptors won. You had that with Fungi Kawhi. with Fred Van Vliet, with Pascal Siakam with Sergi Ibaka, with all these guys, right? I don't know, it's just different. That's just how my mind works. That's just how my mind goes to that. And I think we're going to move on, because this is also very interesting. And this is another one where you can either say it's either or. Like, you're fine either way. It's just so close that it could be either or, and it's the right decision to make. And that is with Coach of the Year. We know Mike Brown won the last season. By saying this season, we're going to have Mark Denault of the Oklahoma City Funder win this award. Many people expect the Oklahoma City Funder to plateau just to be mowed down, to come back to reality. Or, simply put it, just be 42 and 40 again, or below 40, right at 40. I think they win 47 games. I think they're close enough to being a 50-win team. I honestly do believe that. And no, I'm not just saying that to say. Understand this. Mark Denault is doing a very good job developing and projecting this team. Led by Shago Alexander, of course. But Mark Denault deserves a lot of credit for turning around this franchise. Now, I know that this franchise has had its ups and its downs, but I think you really need to see the tide is shifting. The tide is 100% shifting. There's a reason why the funder signed him to an extension. How about on July 19th? A shift is happening. I honestly do believe that Mark Denault is going to win this. I believe the 38-year-old is going to win this. He started as an assistant head coach with the Oklahoma City Funder. and at the age of 35, he took over the team. Only won 22 games. Then won 24. Now they've won 40. I'm telling y'all what. He's going to win 47, close enough to 50. They're going to give him the feel-good story. They're going to say, "Look, he turned around this team. He's the heartbeat of this team inside the locker room. Look, he's motivating the players. He's doing this, he's doing that. You give him you give him the you give him the award. Like you did with Monty Williams, you do with him. In a way, in a way, and it's very well deserved. You're not just settling for this guy. This guy is going to earn it." Especially if he lands where I'm predicting him to land. Where courts he's predicting him to land. Right? So I think Mark De is going to be the guy people look at. The guy people turn to say, he's going to win that award. I know who he is. He's going to win that award. Right? So that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. I honestly do believe that. I'm not saying that just to say, but ever since he was hired as their head coach, on November 11th of 2020, he's been able to turn his team from 22 wins under him to 40 wins under him. I'm telling you, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. He's going to be above 500 coach this year. That is my absolute guarantee and promise. That's what I wholeheartedly believe. Now on the flip side of that, what are the closest odds to Denal? was the closest coach to Denal to taking away his award this upcoming 23-24 season? It is none other than the Miami Heat's own head coach who's been there, who's done it for many years. Eric straw. Coach Spo has the opportunity to win Coach of the Year. And many people were shocked that he's really never won Coach of the Year. He's been there, done that. But he's never won an NBA Coach of the Year award. But he always and he consistently outmaneuvers and outcoaches his opponents. I guess, his coaching peers in the postseason. And many people say, well, under him, that he have made the puffs in 12 to 15 seasons that he's been there. And they've logged six NBA Finals trips as well. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. He's a very respectable head coach, but has always been cheated out of coaching award, many, many times. He's a very accomplished head coach who's seeking his third championship, who's been to the Eastern Conference many times. He's been there one, two, three, four, five, six. He's been there six times. Obviously, since he took six trips to the NBA Finals. Now, he's only, he's 2-6, and six, but still. I'm not going to hold that against him. People don't hold against what we're on right? So, it's whatever. He started coaching at the age of 38. 43 wins. 47, 58, 46, 66, 54, 37, 48, 41, 44, 39, 44, 40, 53, 44. This guy is Tom Notch. He just took him to the Eastern Conference. He took him back to the NBA Finals with that type of team under that type of circumstance. I'm telling y'all what. I'm telling y'all what. I would not be upset if Eric Spolstra got the opportunity. Because Mark D'Nale will always have the opportunity. Same thing can't be said for Eric Spolstra because he's already... 50 free. He's going to be 53, if not already. I can't remember his age. He's 52 right now. About to be 53 in 100 or so days, right? So, the fan of me, the fan of Coach Spo says, Give it to Coach Spo. Bo. Both guys earn it. Both guys deserve it. But. If Mark Null does not live up to the expectations that I have on this season, especially for Coach Deer, give it to Coach Spo. I don't care. Don't give it to JB Bickerstaff. Don't give it to Greg Popovich. Don't give it to Monty Williams. Don't give it to Steve Kerr. Don't give it to Jock Vaughn. Don't give it to any of these guys. Frank Vogel, none of them. Give it to Coach Spo. Give it to head coach, supreme, overlord, mastermind, mega mind. Eric Spolstra. That is what I truly, truly believe. And no, I'm not just saying that to say. Eric Spolstra is just a different dude. He's on a different level of being him. Marginal could get... I'm not going to say he's going to pan out to be Eric Spolstra. Because not many head coaches are like Eric Spolstra in, in the history of the NBA. But... But, Mark Denault is a fine head coach who is a prime candidate, a leading candidate to be coach of the year. But, just like Rookie of the Year, this is in the either-or-it's-so-close category. It doesn't matter who wins it. It's just right. It could be Mark Denault. It could be Eric Spolstra. Either way, I don't think fans will be upset. I don't think this will leave fans scratching their head. We have two more awards to get to. This one, I'm loving. Former Phoenix Suns player who should have won defense player of the year, but it was taken by Marcus Smart. Now, known as Brooklyn Bridges, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, I believe most improved player of the year will be going to Mikhail Bridges. I honestly do believe this is going to be it because this guy is no longer just a defensive minded player who can score. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities, score. He doesn't get a lot of touches. Maybe we get a few shots in there. Oh, those baskets are nice. No, no, no. no. He's a two way player now, he's being unlocked. He's tapping into something. and In the 27 games that he played for the Brooklyn Nets, he averaged 26, 4.5 and, and free per game. In the 56 games of last season that he, that, he, that he played for under the Phoenix Suns, he averaged 17, 4 and free. This guy is figuring himself out. This man is figuring himself to be a most improved player. And he's only 26 years old. A former 10th overall pick in the 2018 NBA draft. He's a defensive minded player but also an offensive minded player. I can see the small forward shooting guard. I can see this dude. Lighting it up. I can see him lighting it up. Without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, I believe he's going to light it up. I also do believe that. He is the leading favorite. Vegas is the leading favorite. I think it's his time to say, I'm the most improved player. I've gone from 8 points, 9 points, to 13 points, to 14 points, 17 points, to 26 points. I've always been this consistent player. I've always proven myself. He's showing up better defensively. Like, he's just a very good two-way player. And a key cornerstone piece of this Brooklyn Nets franchise. There's a reason why his price tag is for first-rounders. Fun fact. After the Brooklyn Nets acquired um, Mikael Bridges at midnight, one in the morning. From the Phoenix Suns a Kevin Durant trade. The first ever trade in Matt HBL. The Houston Rockets the following morning. I I did this on my live stream. Offered them four first rounders. And they were going to do that for... Cam, they were gonna do it for Mikael. They're gonna throw in a few more picks, maybe a few more. But no, Nets stayed true to the cause. They just stood firm. They didn't care. They were not budging. With that being said, with that fun little story being told, um, <laughs> I don't know how it came up. I think Mikael Bridges is going to win most improved player. I think this award belongs to him. I honestly do believe that. This is his to win. I think the closest odds, the Bridges, the closest player, the Bridges, would be Jayden Ivey of the Detroit Pistons. That is debatable, but if he can have a breakout season, because in his rookie season, he played 74 games and for 31 minutes, averaged 16 points, 41% from the field, free re- 4 rebounds, Five assists and almost a steal. He's a former fifth overall pick out of the 2022 NBA draft. He lit up Purdue. If my man can average and have a crazy breakout year and maybe the injuries are going to help and just how discombobulated the team's going to be and just developing and trying to get used to everyone, etc., etc., I think we're I think we're gonna see something. I think we're gonna see something. But this is not an either or. Jane Ivy really has to impress. Mikaela Bridges has to impress, but not on the same level as Jane Ivey. Uh, Jane Ivy. Jane Ivy has to ball out. He has to go all out, averaging almost twenty five to be considered second. But I think the combo guard can do it. With that being said, I think it's going to be Mikael Bridges. I think he's going to run away with it. And I guess that these are my way too early to tell war winner's predictions. But I think Mikael Bridges is going to run away with it. I really, really do believe. I really do believe that to be the case. So that's where I'm at with things. Also, I just realized I never did defense player of the year. I don't remember doing defense player of the year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cover for that quickly. And even if I did cover it, just listen to it again. Um. So I believe defense player of the year is not gonna be Jerry Jackson Jr. Even though he's gonna be the closest thing to this player, he'll be in second. He'll be the closest to this player. I think it's going to be Evan Mobley. I think Evan Mobley is going to run away with this. I think Evan Mobley is going to come and I think he's going to dominate. He led the NBA in defensive win shares with 4.8. He averaged one and a half blocks. He's going to get better. He picked up all defensive first team honors. He averaged nine rebounds. He had a very good season in his sophomore campaign. The seven footer out of USC is obviously a two way player, but from a history side of things, he could scribble his name, and etch his name in the record books as the youngest defensive player of the year winner in the history of the NBA, and I don't think it'll be close. Jeremy Jackson Jr., you had a good run. I think it should have been won by Brooke Lopez. But hats off to you. I think it's going to go to Evan Mobley. I believe that with my very soul. I I, I believe that. I believe that to the fullest extent of belief. I think it's going to be Evan Mobley. Jaron Jackson Jr., you had a great season. I think Brooke Lopez got robbed personally. It's going to be Evan Mobley. That's all I got to say. Then guys, with the final... Award for the 2023 2024 season that's kicking off October 24th. That's kicking off in two months and three days. We have six man of the year, and people are like, It's six man of the year. What are we gonna do there? Like, oh, we have. Oh, well, I don't know about that. It's just it's up in the air. Like maybe you have Norm Powell. Maybe you have Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, we can look at everyone else. Huh. Let me tell you something, guys. I know Malcolm Brogdon won the last season. I know he won the 2022 23 Six Man Award. I'm not buying it. He's going to be the closest odds to this player. Sixth man a year? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I honestly do believe that. My man, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. The point god. CP Free. Newly acquired player of the Golden State Warriors. You want to talk about being an impactful player? He's going to be a six-man. Sure, his age is showing. Sure, he's on a team of two other Hall of Famers. Sure, he may not get all the minutes that he wants as a starter. But have him come off the bench? Have him fill sometimes as a starter with starter-like minutes? He's going to be a solid six-man. He's going to be a solid six-man. And he's a very influential player. He is a very influential player. Do not forget that. And Malcolm Brogdon won six-man in his first season with Boston, averaging 15-4-3 and free in 26 minutes. Chris Paul can easily replicate that and give a little bit more of his godlike power. Just remember last season, he averaged 14.49, I guess, in 30, 32 minutes. But even if you cut that, he can make it work. He can get those assists up. He can get some of them rebounds. He can, he can get those points. And CP Free knows how to turn it on. He knows how to flip a switch. Steve Kerr can utilize him in good ways. Chris Paul can utilize himself in good ways. I know we're bringing up Norm Plough. I know we're bringing up Malcolm Brogdon. But I really do believe it's going to be Christopher Emmanuel Paul. The man who's still searching for his first ever ring. Because he doesn't want to go ringless like Carmelo Anthony. Mello. The originator of that nickname. As a side note, I just say that our generation's lost. Mainly mine. My generation, I never want to hear him speaking again because the amount of people that don't know the original mellow, the OG mellow, is just appalling to me. It's just so sickening. Because I ran polls before. There's been street guys that asked who's who's mellow. Many people think it's a mellow ball. No, no, it's Carmelo Anthony. So sickening. Whatever, though. I'm <laughs> not here to judge. Well, I am judging. Take that back. I'm judging hardcore. Y'all know who you are. Melo's Carmelo. I love Melo. Remember that. But yeah, guys, I've seen six man of the year. All jokes aside, straight up serious business. It's going to be Chris Paul. It's going to be Chris Paul. I believe that in my heart. I believe that in my soul. I just believe that. It would be a fun storyline. It'll be a fun ride. He wins six man. They win the finals. I would be upset for the Phoenix Suns, but as a fan of CP, I would like to see that. But I think he'll be a good six man, especially if he had to come off the bench. I think his ego will be pushed aside. I think his ego would be pushed aside. So, guys, the recap. This episode, this podcast episode of Way Too Early to Tell Award winner's predictions. Rookie of the Year, Victor Wamiyama, MVP, Luke Doncic. Depoy, Evan Mobley, Coach of the Year: Mark Dinald, Most Improved Player, Mikel Bridget, the Sixth Man of the Year, Christopher, Emmanuel, Paul, and I have no idea why I'm using his full name. Full legal name. I have no idea. Whatever, though. I'm an odd cat. Whatever. On the next podcast episode, next Friday, I will be looking at all of the rookies. All the rookies from the first round. And I'll be going over what they'll be averaging. The way too early to tell averages of every first round rookie. Then I'll be talking about some more 2K24, unless something comes out I'll swap it. So either Friday or Saturday, I'm going to be talking about that. But if something big comes out of NBA 2K24, you best believe I'm pulling out early. Heck, even if I got to make a special podcast episode during the week, I will. I don't care if it's hump day, a first day, pardon me, I do not care. I will make it happen. So that's kind of the game plan going into it, giving you guys some of my schedule. But this is where we're at, guys. I hope you're enjoying these podcast episodes, trying to do something different. Happy to be doing the podcast again. So this is great. I love it. Peace out to y'all. Love y'all. Thank you for continually supporting me and just listening. Um. It would mean the world to me if y'all just keep sharing this with family, friends, social media. I don't care how you spread the word. I don't even care how you spread my name, courts, I heat. I just want y'all to keep sharing it and just keep having fun. If y'all got any recommendations on what you want me to talk about, what you want me to write about, whatever, just let me know. Y'all know to reach know how to reach me. Truly, really appreciate it. Thank y'all again for listening for this hour or however long it's going to be. Whatever, off a few minutes, an hour's an hour. Doesn't really matter, even it's like 58 minutes. Who cares? Guys, remember go check out the last episode so you can see at division by division breakdown. I know I gave you the standings, but I'd like you guys to see the NBA finals picture that I have going on in my brain. I want you guys to see the team by team breakdown and why I'm doing it that way, especially for some of the hypotheticals. Really cool, really fun. Again, enjoy the rest of your week. We are at Tuesday. We trying to survive now. I'll see y'all later. Enjoy August 22nd. I'll see y'all Friday. Peace out.